TSCRA Talk, a podcast by Texas and Southwestern Cattle Raisers Association. I'm your host, Kristen Brown. Joining me today is the NCBA 2022 Beef Advocate of the Year, Tucker Brown of the R.A. Brown Ranch, a sixth-generation rancher from Throckmorton, Texas. With 176,000 followers on TikTok and 52,000 on Instagram, on average, he receives a combined five to six million views per month of his content. Tucker, thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Absolutely. So glad to be here. So the R.A. Brown Ranch has always had a very progressive vision and been open to new ideas as well as inviting visitors into the ranch. Do you feel like through what you do with social media is like an extension of that welcoming mindset? Kristen, I like to think so. I think what social media has really done for us has kind of helped put a face, I mean, on the internet that can help you trust it. That's my hope is that it can kind of extend the ranch brand and then put a face to it. And I think that helps build trust. There's almost a sense of trust that followers have from somebody that they uh, follow for a long period of time, whether it's buying products from them, buying beef from them. But there is something about that that can add trust from consumer to producer. And that's kind of what I'm shooting for. Sure. So just sharing your real life. So tell us a little bit for those listeners who maybe don't follow you or, or aren't on social media. Tell us a little bit about what you share just day to day. Yeah, I love to share what I say, the truth of the American farmer and rancher, the everyday life of what we're doing. Our place may be different than than a lot of places out there, but people are more interested now in the ranching and farming way of life than I don't know than ever before, but in recent history. And whether that's some may call a Yellowstone effect or just whether it's COVID and learning about their food, there's something going on and people want to know where their food's coming from, who's raising it, and then that cowboy way of life. And so if they want to know about it, I want to share it. And I really like to share it. That's been the fun part. Some of it's a job just doing it every single day. But the cool thing is, is that I really like sharing it and it gives me a pretty cool opportunity to talk to people who have been separated from that from two, three generations. Yeah. Well, and it's neat because you share everything from like being horseback to life with the interns and you put a a fun spin on things. I say that really you share just kind of the everyday life. You do some fun, quirky things too, but it's just a day in the life of a rancher as well as cooking beef and the challenges that y'all face and you know, y'all, you talked about the fire. You showed some live updates while y'all were having the fire at the ranch. So it's neat to see just the everyday life. And, and I can tell that people love that. Right. And that's my hope is to have some fun stuff to go along the way. You're right. I, I do like to have fun and be a little quirky and some cheesy stuff at times. And But that's some of the fun part of it for me. But I want it to come from a place that's authentic, from a place that's been doing it for a long time and that's not because of me, but the ones who came before me. But, I, you know, I'm always wanting to keep that going of keeping the ranch and the family and the family and the ranch, as we like to say. But, yeah, showing the fire and maybe the, you know, from the rancher's eyes, what do we see? What are we worried about? And then the fun things of when it rains and watching the wheat pop and being horseback and driving cattle. And then the not fun stuff like fixing fence and cleaning water troughs. I, I think showing it all brings out that authenticity that I'm looking for. Yeah, definitely. Well, and like you say, so many people are so removed from agriculture and understanding 
what goes into producing beef, as well as all of agriculture and the products that we get to enjoy. And so, like you said, building that trust that that it's a real person, because I think the naysayers to agriculture want to paint it as just these factories that are pumping out (laughs) this beef. And, And that's not the case. You're exactly right that it's not factory farms. I mean, over 90% of the ranches and farms are family owned and uh, privately owned. And I think that's what makes the ag industry so cool is that we are families. We have the same issues as others do. I've got a little girl that loves the color pink and doesn't sleep well at night sometimes. And just like somebody in the city would. And just showing that we have the same problems, that we're relatable has been really fun. Part of that, and some people may disagree, but on my social media platforms, I try to stay away from calling myself an advocate for ag. I just try to keep those away because if if I were to go to somebody's social media page, they called themselves part of a group that I don't agree with, automatically there's a wall that goes up and I don't want to believe anything that I see. And so my hope is that by not putting that and by putting that you know, I'm a father, I'm a husband and a rancher. That helps kind of lower the wall and make somebody curious to look into it more. So that's kind of the way that I've been looking at it is I'm not trying to impress the ones who are in agriculture, but rather the ones who are wondering what's going on. Yeah, I love that. And it does. It makes you very relatable. And on that note of having the goal of being relatable, building trust, with social media, there are opportunities to share products with your followers. Tell us your thoughts on what they call influencing and being a brand rep. Yeah, you know, as it's gotten more serious, I love marketing. I love selling. I love having relationships with people. And as I'm posting and it's as it's become more of a job, that's also something that I'm looking for of the brands that I represent, whether it's my ranch brand, whether it's the brands that I'm wearing, whether it's the the brands that I'm the saddles that I'm riding, the bits that I'm using, the boots that I'm wearing, that all means something in today's in today's social media world. There's a value to that that probably the ag industry is the latest to, one of the later industries to go towards that. So that's in my mind. I mean, as a person that takes it as a business and doing what it is when it gets this big and this amount of views that that I'm really proud of, Those are things I have to keep in mind of what does this business think? I want to be authentic. I only want to rep the brands that I would use every day, you know, help make the cowboy way of life easier. So those things are always in the back of my head when I think of marketing and protecting the brand that I'm trying to build. Sure. Well, and again, I think that goes back to the trustworthiness and that authenticity that is at the core of what you're doing. It sounds like that you want to be 100 percent behind whatever you're sharing, that there's no smoke and mirrors to it. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of people on social media that get paid to say things. And I would be lying if I didn't say that I have some sponsors that I show throughout my social media, but I'm really particular on who I partner with because I want it to be somebody that I used before starting social media, that I use them because I like them, not just because they pay the most. Yeah. I think that my hope is that that adds more trust to the people who follow. Again, just some authenticity to the page. And I'm not always trying to sell something. I mean, the reason I started is because I 
I wanted to, we've seen agriculture fight this uphill battle of false advertisements and people worried about unsafe things in their food. And I'm in it every day. I'm like, look, I, I'm raising what my family is eating. I want it to be safe too. And I see it. So that's kind of why I got into it and wanted to share it. And all this other stuff just kind of came with it. And it's been kind of fun to weave and wind those roads of what to, how to protect myself with, through this and who I need to watch out for. Kind of a new world for me, but it's been pretty fun. Well, I love to hear that. You know, it's so interesting how really in the past, I don't know, 20 years, 10 years, and even five years, how the way we consume information has changed and the Mm -hmm. way we shop has changed. You know, I know me personally, I have those people who I trust and, and it has changed the landscape of not only communication, but consumerism and and yeah how we go about our lives that's just whenever you think of a instagram post or a or a tiktok video that can get hundreds of thousands of views the ability to reach people and get them to view something and hopefully trust the product is is changing and in the past five years has been that you know the most change ever sure well and it's neat because one of the products you know, is just beef and the ranching lifestyle. And and so one thing that I know you've talked about, and tell me if I'm saying this right, but edutainment, like edu- education and entertainment mesh yeah. together. Talk to us about that component. And again, we've already kind of touched on it, but let's dive into that specific component. Sure. Edutainment. I love the word because it's exactly what I'm shooting for. What keeps people watching videos is entertainment. That's why people go to their phone to whatever social media platform they're looking for entertainment or to learn something typically. And if I'm wanting, man, there's a lot of people that post really great facts about beef and how they're, you know, statistics and what's right and what the facts are. And the people we're trying to reach are not searching. What are the safe facts of beef? It's the people who are kind of questioning it and probably already think that they know what we're trying to tell them. So if I can entertain people, if I can get them to see a video, be entertained, and then in that video, I have some education, but they're so entertained that they stay through the video and want to see more. That's my goal is that they see it and they're like, oh, I didn't know that. And that gets them a little curious to go to my page and maybe see some other videos that are more factual, more educational. But the entertaining and educational ones, it's an art that I'm learning and having a lot of fun with. Well, that's very neat. Very neat to hear. So one component of Instagram, at least, is being able to post a question box. And I know you do that if you're going to be on the road, have some car time when you're not driving, hopefully. But tell us about some of the questions that you get. You know that the questions are really funny uh, to me because to ag people, these are questions. A lot of them I would never ask another rancher just because in, in ag, there are some questions you ask and some you don't. Like your mama tells you. And if you ask it, you get slapped. That's, <laughs> that's part of it. Some of those questions may be a lot of them that I get are how many acres do you own? How many cows do you have? And things that I might not necessarily share, but I try to make it a funny answer of say something like I have more cows than Yellowstone or. I have just enough acres to keep me busy, but not enough and wishing I had more. Never really giving an answer, but 
just something kind of cheesy or a little smart alecky that kind of goes with my personality. But some other questions in there. There are some good ones. You know, when people start asking about cattle health or how do I treat something or what do I look for in a sick animal? That's when the questions are very, I mean, they really want to learn something, whether they've watched my video and said, hey, I saw your video on doctoring a calf. How did you know it was sick? Those are the questions I want because I enjoy talking about it and it gives me a good opportunity to answer a question that probably more than one person wants to ask, but didn't know they wanted to ask it until they went through that and saw the question. Those are the ones that I have a lot of fun with. Sure. And well, I think that probably also is an indication that you have people who aren't like fellow ag producers following you and viewing your content. So that's exciting. Even the questions that you're not supposed to ask that you're getting asked those because because they don't know. They just don't know. You know, you sit down on an airplane and that's like one of the first questions when you say that you live on a ranch and you're a rancher. Well, how big's your place? So that's even though, yeah, it's an unspoken, you don't do it. Yeah. An indication of your audience. And that's the audience I'm I'm going for. You know, there's a lot of things that I could talk about and I hope to, I, I hope I have some good stuff that people in ag like and some ag jokes and, because I have a lot of friends in the ag industry and, you know, those are things that I find funny that other ag people would find funny. But the people that are the most interested in the beef world that I'm trying to reach that have the most questions typically aren't the ones in Throckmorton, Texas, or they're in the Metroplex areas. They're in Dallas. I have a large following out of those areas. Dallas, San Antonio and Houston are my top three cities of followers. I hope that's the trend that continues is that big city following of the group I'm trying to reach. Yeah, that's exciting. Now, a question that I always have for people who put themselves out there on social media is, have you had many naysayers or have you been attacked through social media in any way? Yeah, there's always, it's 98% good and 2% bad. And me being a people pleaser, at first, that was hard for me to swallow because that's what I focused on. So many people would be like, oh, I love the video. This is hilarious. I love the facts in it. And then a small amount of people would hate on the video or hate on me or say that I'm not a real cowboy. And for a little bit, that hurt my feelings. I love to be liked by people and have good connections with people and be kind. And after a while, it's like, why am I upset with this? They don't know me. I'll never see them. And I'm confident in my ability as a rancher, a cattleman, and a cowboy. So thankfully, there's never been any in-person <laughs> in-person hate. The keyboard warriors really don't bother me. And I do get some of those from time to time, whether it's animal rights activists or somebody that says they have a bigger ranch than I do. <laughs> it... uh <laughs> It it happens and it's a part of it. And thankfully, I've gotten some thicker skin over it. But I, I did have to learn that that was going to be a part of the scenario of putting myself out there, that that was going to be part of it. Sure, sure. So I would be remiss if I didn't mention your title as the seed stock super puncher. Do you feel like that was kind of a point that really got your name out there more, kind of that that? parody with Dale Brisby and talk about that a little bit. Yeah, that the seed stock super puncher was kind of the, you know, the Easter egg that started it. It was COVID. We were looking for, we didn't have as many groups of students coming in that we normally spend quite a bit of time with. And so we had a little extra time and 
Dale Brisby had made some really funny videos and I liked them. And so a friend and I started doing that. And it, it was funny to people in the ag industry who understood what Dale Brisby did and that we were, you know, making it a parody and having a lot of fun with it. And when it get when it started sharing and people calling me that, they're like, oh, look, it's the seed stock super puncher. And it, it made it pretty fun. That's kind of what I was like, oh, I should do that more. And the big part that, you know, at that time, the big part for me was when I got a message from Dale Brisby that said, hey, I like your video. I was like, oh, I've made it. I did it. I'm big time. (laughs) But, you know, for somebody that is as talented at marketing as Dale Brisby is to have the approval meant a lot to me at that time and still would today if he were to say the same thing. Uh, But that was uh, you're right. That was kind of where it started of the just putting a toe in the water on making some fun videos in agriculture. And whenever you get some encouragement from people who like the videos like that, it just kind of pushed me to do some more. And then, holy cow, here we are. Yeah, well, that's awesome. As we come to a close, do you have any parting comments or pieces of insight that you'd like our listeners who fellow ranchers, what you would like for them to know about social media? Yeah, in agriculture, social media doesn't have the, when you see somebody with their phone out on the ranch, it's our history says that's not what's right. Thankfully, my family has been really helpful and supportive of that and helping me get to where we are today. And uh, at first, it's hard because you, you are putting yourself out there with social media. But the cool thing is, is that we, we're we in God's country every day with the cattle on a thousand hills in some of the coolest parts of the United States doing what we love. And people want to see it. And we have the opportunity with a little device in our pocket through just a phone to take some cool pictures and share. The cool thing is, is we get to share literally the truth that we're taking care of the animals. We're feeding them. We're keeping them alive. And then we get to feed families across the world. There's no smoke and mirrors in what we're sharing. It's all the truth. And if it is smoke and mirrors that we need to look at our industry. But the cool thing is, is it's not. And social media has been a great way to bring the for me to try to build the trust up from the consumer to the producer because they want that. They hear all this information and the latest research says that if a consumer is looking for information, the top two people that they listen to and trust are a veterinarian and a rancher. And if they trust us and we have the truth to tell, social media is a great platform to share that and reach a lot of people. Well, that's awesome, Tucker. Keep up the good work. Keep doing the edutainment. And if you're not following Tucker Brown, go look him up. Tell us what your Instagram handle is and, and how to find you on like TikTok. Yeah. Tucker Brown R-A-B is uh, you type in Tucker Brown R-A-B. I'm probably going to. I have found that there are some fake accounts of me now, but there's only one Tucker Brown R-A-B. And, and that's me. I always love seeing messages from people who are new followers, old followers talking about cattle, horses. The cool part, the the fun part is the messages and stuff that I get from people. So whether you're a new follower or or one that's been a while, shoot me a message and tell me you heard it from here on the podcast with the Kristen Brown. (laughs) Well, and it's kind of cool to interview a cousin. So very fun. Well, Tucker, thanks for your time today. Absolutely. I enjoyed it. Thanks for listening today. We invite you to be part of one of our ranch gatherings and virtual ranching 101. For a full list of ranch gathering locations, ranching 101 topics, and more information about cattle raisers, visit tscra.org 
or email events at tscra.org.